Alright, I will say good morning, good morning. Let us continue. We are continuing Mirza Hashem in Parak Dalit in Shara Bitachon. And remember again, we're going through the various reasons as to why the Torah does not contain information about reward in Olam Haba. So we're now up to reason number six. Umehem ki agmul vahaonesh haniskarim basever. So the truth is, reason number six actually is a little bit similar to reason number to reason number five. But in reason number six, the Mechaber says something very simple. He says the Torah is really focused on teaching us how to live in this world, and it says right that that's that's the if you think about it, I'll say it's such a beautiful idea. What's the essence of the Torah to teach us how to maximize life? And as such, because the Torah itself is very much focused of this world, therefore, by definition, the information contained therein is focused on matters pertaining to this world. Therefore, again, it talks about the reward and punishment of this world. So again, does it happen that sometimes the Torah, when he says Torah, by the way, I will say it's not just Torah, but Tanakh, does it happen that maybe in Tanakh you could find an example of some discussion of Olam Haba? Again, he started with this example of Yoshua, the son of Yehud Sadak, in, in the Navi Zechariah, where ultimately, again, he does make reference to reward in the world to come. Sure, you could find examples of that, limited examples of that. But that's for unique individuals who perhaps, again, live a life that is a combination of both this world as well as the next. But in general, in general, the idea as to why the Torah does not discuss reward in the world to come is because the Torah itself is a guidebook for how to live in this world and not in the next. Reason number seven. Final reason I will say. Number seven. Omehem. That's actually very beautiful. A seventh reason as to why the Torah does not contain or does not describe reward in the world to come. He says because the ultimate reward in the world to come is ultimately a clinging to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. will say, what is Olam Haba? Olam Haba is closeness to the Ribbono Shalom. That's what it is in its essence. Again, the Ramam already writes this. The Ramam writes that what's Olam Haba? What's the world to come? Sadikim Yoshvim, Ba'atarasayim, Berashayim, Venehanim, Mizivashkino. The righteous sit, their crowns of glory are on their head, and they sit in close proximity and derive benefit from the Shkino. That's the entire essence of the world to come. As it's written, as the Pazit Moshe Kasov, Bahalach, Lefanecha, Tzidkecha. So because the world to come, because Olam Haba, its entire essence is connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Here's what's interesting. The only way, the only way, ultimately again, a person could reach this level, only way a person could reach this level is if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants them to. In other words, the only person ultimately allowed into Olam Haba is the kind of individual that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to have in his proximity. 
to have it is proximity. Ultimately, again, and therefore, and right, oh, sorry. To find in his proximity, right? That only a only a person who Hakadosh Baruch who wants to achieve this level of closeness will be able to achieve this level of closeness. For those this is actually very interesting. So the Mechaber says that there are actually, in fact, hints. To the world to come in the Torah. Where, for example, do you find it? See, he points out in Parashas Bichul Kosai. What does the Torah say? For the Sigal Nafshi Eschem. Do not, don't come to a point where my spirit, right, my literally again, my nefesh, God's nefesh, rejects you. Fanisi Alechem, I will turn to you. Vaisi Lachem Lelukim, Batem Tiuli Laam. I will be for you a God, and you will be for me a nation. So we'll say, what's interesting is, in this seventh explanation, what the Mechabra actually suggests is as follows. First of all, a definition of Olam Haba. And the definition of Olam Haba, by definition, is closeness to Hashem. That's, that's what Olam Haba is. And in fact, what the Mechabra suggests is the Torah does make reference to Olam Haba. Interesting. And the first six are discussing why the Torah does not make reference to Olam Haba. In the seventh, he says the Torah actually does make veiled reference to Olam Haba. Whenever you see these phrases where HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, in other words, I'll be for you a God, you'll be for me a nation, that bless you, that closeness, that closeness, that connection, that relationship is actually a veiled reference to the world to come. So in reason number seven, the Mechaber actually suggests that there is some reference to Olam Haba. Sefer said, that concludes this section. So seven reasons as to why the Torah itself does not mention Olam Haba. So if we go them, through them quickly. So number one, number one, the uh, simplest one is man who is material cannot really comprehend the world to come Olam Haba, which is totally spiritual, right? Reason number two, reason number two, that ultimately Yachalash Baruch wanted Olam Haba to be transmitted to us through a verbal tradition. Right? Not, not in writing. Not in writing. Not in Torah Shalich Number three, the generation that received the Torah was spiritually immature. And because we were spiritually immature, therefore we were unable to fully process the profundity of the world to come. Reason number four, man can't earn Olam Haba on his own. It is a gift from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Torah itself only discusses things that man has the ability to earn on his own. Reason number five, Reason number five, Olam Haba, remember again, we saw this in yesterday's issue, Olam Haba ultimately is the reward for man's hidden intentions and hidden actions versus the Torah, which really focuses on man's rewards for revealed actions and revealed intentions. Number six, number six, ultimately again, that the, the Torah speaks in ways that the mind can comprehend and often the mind cannot comprehend the profundity of Olam Haba. And reason number seven is, reason number seven will say, it says essentially, Olam Haba is mentioned in the Torah. Olam Haba is mentioned in the Torah. But since Olam Haba ultimately, we say differently, Olam Haba is closeness to Hashem. And in fact, there is veiled reference to Olam Haba in the Torah Kedosha. Good. That closes out that section. Now I will say, now, the reason we got into all of this was, let's just spend another few moments. He says, 
remember. Now, where does Bitachon come in when it comes to Olam Haba? Right, so where, where does Bitachon play a role? So he says something so very, very beautiful. So, Vabitachon Avalokim, so, also when it comes to Bitachon, so Bitachon in this area comes from the fact that I have a trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu regarding reward in this world, Olam Hazah, as well as in Olam Habo. Al Ha'avoda Shishan Muhu, B'mi Lo. Where does reward come from? Reward comes ultimately again for Avoda. For effort that one expends, for effort that one puts in, again, both in this world and in, in the next world. And ultimately, the same way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu rewards those who deserve it because of their avodah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu punishes those who deserve it because of their negative actions. So we'll say, essentially what the Mechaber is describing over here is, a belief, a trust in the system of reward and punishment. Reward and punishment. Every mitzvah is rewarded, sometimes this world, sometimes the next. And every Avera is punished, sometimes this world, sometimes the next. Kimosha Amar, Kimosha Amar, Kimosha Kasov, sorry, Vehemin Bashem, Vachshavel, Lolit Staka. Ultimately speaking about Avram Avinu, that he believed in Akadosh Parachu, right? And he accounted this to him as a, as a sense of righteousness. So we're going to stop over here for today. But bottom line, the Mechaber, we're going to talk, we're not finished yet. We're not finished yet. But Lamai said, this is the end of today's section. But we begin to see that the concept, where does Bitachon come in? Both say it's a very simple yet profound Bitachon. It's Bitachon in reward and punishment. And Bitachon in reward and punishment says, I believe, I have trust. Every action, every, every mitzvah has a reward, either in this world or the next, or sometimes you saw, sometimes both. And every Avera carries with it a punishment, either in this world and the next, and sometimes both. Now, the difference, by the way, sometimes with an Avera, is remember again, there's a variable when it comes to Avera. What's the variable? Shuva. Let's remember again, Shuva can absolutely impact. But in a vacuum, in a vacuum, where Bitachon comes in, is a Bitachon in the system of reward and punishment, which again applies both in this world and the next. And I'm also going to stop over here for today. And then it's Hashem continuing tomorrow. Shkoyach.